It's my birthday, my b- 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 birthday, that's right, 39, I'm feeling fine, sort of. I went to a football game on Sunday, Rams versus 49ers here in L.A., well, technically Inglewood, so where you'll see a shirtless guy in a wheelchair selling flowers while playing a guitar with one string. And of course, I got sick afterward. Not with the plague of our times, not COVID, just the regular sick. Anyway, the 49ers pummeled the Rams right in their own stadium. But it looked more like a 49ers home game. I swear, it was a sea of red jerseys, as if Waldo brought his extended family. And then at the at the end, some Rams fans, you know, they start yelling, go home at us, you know. But here's the thing. We are home, you know. It's like they were yelling at fish for being in the ocean. You know, there's more 49ers fans in L.A. than there are Rams fans, period. It's like they just couldn't come to terms with the reality that their their team was a visiting team in their own house. It's not a football game at that point. It's an existential crisis with a side of $30 nachos. Anyways, I'm probably going to cough here and there. I am pretty sick. Feeling a little better today, but uh, I'm not I, I'm not going to go back and edit anything out because I have no respect for you. So we're all in this together. Anyways, welcome to episode number who gives a shit of the Valley Boys. I am your host, Dave Weasel. Let's get this over with. So, you know, I had somebody coming in visiting from L.A. to go to the football game. Um you ever you ever do that? You ever give a, a tour of L.A.? God, it's a nightmare. It's like a nightmare field trip with no end. First, what do they want to see? Hollywood? It's like, you mean the place where you're more likely to step on a syringe than see an actual star? It's, it's not a star-studded gala. It's more like a Petri dish with souvenir shops, okay? And they're always like, ooh, I want to see celebrities. Right, because George Clooney's just going to be standing on a corner handing out autographs next to a guy dressed like Elmo who hasn't washed a suit or himself since, like, 2009. The closest you get to a celebrity is a guy who kind of looks like Johnny Depp, but when he talks, it's clear the only ship he's ever captained is sailing straight to crazy town, you know? The beaches. Man, everybody wants to go to the beaches. So you drive through six hours of traffic for what should be a 20-minute trip, and by the time you got there, you know, you've, you, you've watched the extended edition of Lord of the Rings. You've learned conversational French and figured out the meaning, the meaning of pie to the thousandth decimal place. Decimal. Finally, you hit the food scene, you know? It's like, let's see something very L.A. What does that even mean? A smoothie bowl sprinkled with Bitcoin? The city's largest culinary contribution is making lettuce the main ingredient in a wrap. Okay, that's like making water the main ingredient to a cocktail, which in L.A. would cost you 17 bucks. and be called the essence of life or something. It's like there's an avocado fetish in L.A. It's the duct tape of food, you know? They got a shitty salad, throw in an avocado. Bad pizza, avocado. Broken marriage, have you guys tried an avocado? You know, by the end of the day, the person you're showing L.A., you know, they think it's a magical land, and you're just grateful it's over without having to pawn your own car for parking fees. So, that's L.A. It's where reality and Instagram filters collide, and nobody wins. If you want to see celebrities on a Friday night in Hollywood... They're exiting the synagogue and staying away from nosy tourists. <coughs> like I said, I'm coughing. I don't respect you at all. Except for Kim Kardashian. Um, I'm pretty sure she ruined the new season of American Horror Story. I love that show. Okay? But putting her in it, that's like putting an Easy Bake Oven in Hell's Kitchen. It just doesn't make sense. I don't know who was sitting around saying, you know what this intricate haunting tale of psychological horror needs? The woman who brought us perfume shaped like her butt. She's not even known for her acting exactly, you know? I mean, let's be real. She's as natural as Donald Trump. She's as assembled as a Lego set these days. 
Her lips are so stuffed up, it looks like she started a fight club or domestic violence. I, I, I don't know how to say this. She has an old neck. Like, that neck has seen some shit. You know, she hasn't kept the neck up with the surgeries. I, I, I had no idea what was going on in the show because for a while I thought it was one of those documentaries on botched plastic surgeries. Is that a little mean? I don't know. Don't take anything I say seriously, because when I was a kid, I named my hamster Los Angeles Kings, okay? That's not somebody who grows up to become somebody that you put a lot of credence in what they think. But I do love horror movies. Not that American Horror Story is necessarily horror, but here we are. It's the season for horror movies. Uh, you know, you just sit there in the dark, and you're like, scare me, please. You're literally begging for a screen to traumatize you, and it's wonderful. What, what? That's so fucked up. But whatever, here's the thing. Horror movies nowadays, they suck. Man, oh man, do they suck. Do you remember the classics? Like The Shining or Rosemary's Baby or Scream 2. Those were films, man. What do we get now? We get movies that look like they were shot on an iPhone by a 12-year-old. And you know what? They probably were. You have to wade through the sea of garbage to find something half decent, you know? It's like dating in your 30s. You got to go through a lot of terrible experiences to find one that you could just tolerate. And I swear, they spend like 90% of their budget on just the poster and the trailer. If you've seen these trailers, they're kind of epic. They got this ominous music. The editing is fantastic. And you're sitting there thinking, oh, man, this is going to be the next big thing in horror. And then you watch it, and you realize they put all the good parts in the trailer. It's a scam. It's like a restaurant showing you a picture of a gourmet meal and then serving you a microwave dinner. So you click on it, right? Because the trailer tricked you. You're like, all right, fine. Trick me. Lie to me. You know, you start watching, and within 10 minutes, you're already out. You're done. You want to leave. But, but it's your living room. Where are you going to go? You're going <coughs> to... <coughs> Fuck. Sorry. What was I saying? Yeah, where are you going to go? So you sit through it and maybe uh, it gets better, but it doesn't. It never does. They have one jump scare that they spent all their money on and that's it. The rest of the movie is just people whispering and opening doors slowly, you know? And the thing is when you complain about it and someone says, well, it's an indie movie, you know? They had a, they had a low budget. Like, psh, I don't care. If you had to sell your grandma to finance the movie, if if you're going to make something, make it horrifying. If you're going to make a horror movie, make it horrifying. Don't make me wish the monster would come out of the screen and put me out of my state of misery. It's like horror movies used to be this wonderful, terrible experience that you'd share with people. Now they're just terrible, but not in the way you want them to be. So whatever. It's horror season. But the real horror is how much time you're going to waste finding a good one. Speaking of horror. Just says Lauren Boebert kicked out of Beetlejuice. So the Beetlejuice play, you know, that's like uh, if a PTA mom got kicked out of a bake sale for bringing a flamethrower. How do you even reach that level of absurdity? Now the the reasons for her um, getting kicked out, it's it was for what vaping, being loud, filming the performance, and getting a little handsy with her date. You know, it's like she's playing a game of disturb your neighbor, disturb your neighbor bingo. She's going for the full blackout, okay? Vaping. Let's look at that. You're in a theater. The lights dim. The curtains lift. And you think, ah, this is the perfect time to unleash a cloud of bubblegum-scented vapor like I'm a dragon who shops at a mall kiosk. What's the thought process there? And she's loud. Because, of course, she's loud. Every picture she's in is a loud picture. These are the people who yell into the echo chamber that is Twitter. You know, why would they suddenly become masterful practitioners of the indoor voice? It's as if their vocal cords are permanently struck, stuck on a caps lock. So there's filming the play. What else? Uh, that's, that's, that's a shitty thing to do. 
filming something like you're you're not a documentarian you're not scorsese you're an audience member someone did that to me once when i was doing stand-up and it's quite unnerving and the guy acted like he did nothing wrong okay that was back in winnipeg when i was performing behind dumpsters but uh well i still am but in la and in front of dumpsters now moving on up and of course he's uh getting handsy she's getting her titties honked which i'm fine with i'm fine with that but um she's from this whole i'm the epitome of christian values party you know don't even curse in front of me, crowd. You know, the kind who'd look at you like you're the devil if you say, fart damn. And there she is. She's getting all felt up. I mean, I don't care. Touch all the boobs you want, consensually. Who doesn't like titties? Straight, gay, lesbian, men, women, Canadian, everybody loves titties. But this is in the back of a Chevy at a drive-in, you know? She's at a play in a theater with people around, and she just goes for it. She reached down and grabbed her date's crotch, too, you know? Because, I mean, why not? It's like she's always fishing for morality and coming up with an empty hook every time. She may as well come back with some dick sometimes. You know, some people are moved by the art, the drama, the, you know, the whatever they're doing on stage. And you think, you know what this Beetlejuice play needs? A good old-fashioned Frank Wank. But let's remember, this is the lady from the party that probably thinks holding hands is third base. You know, she'll wave the American flag in one hand and the Bible in the other. But apparently there's a third hand for grabbing Wayne. She's all about the family values and the family jewels. It's crazy, man. Could you imagine being the guy sitting next to them? You know, you're trying to focus on the play and suddenly it's turned into a live version of Cinemax After Dark. What's the etiquette there? Do you offer them popcorn? Throw them a towel? It's finally fall. The season of leaves changing colors and kids going back to school and all of us realizing we don't know how to budget for life. But don't worry, because there's a solution that doesn't involve you making yet another failed attempt at budgeting with spreadsheets. Let's talk about every plate. This is a meal kit that doesn't think it's a minor royalty. You know, some meal kits are so expensive, you'd think they were plated with gold. Every plate is like, hey, I know you got bills. Let's make this work. It's 25% cheaper than going to the grocery store. Okay, you heard that right. 25% cheaper. You're not getting dipped with these small portions. They give you just what you need. It's like the ideal roommate who respects your space, but is also there when you need them. They're not hoarding your kitchen space with excess parsley you'll never use. It's all pre-portioned ingredients, so you won't find yourself with extra radishes wondering what life choices led you there. And speaking of that, aren't we all just a bit too busy? I mean, between work, Zoom meetings that could have been emails, kids' soccer practice, and trying to have a moment of peace without looking at your phone, it's a lot. Every plate is like that really organized friend that says, hey, relax, I got this. You don't have to go to the grocery store and wander the aisles like you're in a labyrinth movie, no. They plan the meals for you, deliver the ingredients to your door, and you can whip it all up in six simple steps. Yep, just six steps. I used that last week. With the time I saved, I actually finished a book. A book. You know, those things with pages that don't have notifications popping up. But let's talk taste, because what's the point if it's not delicious, right? The recipes change every week. It's not just your run-of-the-mill chicken and rice. I got this box with amazing sustainably sourced shrimp stir-fry that I swear could make Gordon Ramsay crack a smile. It's not just affordable, it's delicious. If you're spending half of what you would on fast food casual meals, I saved enough money last month to go to an actual movie theater. Not my friend's basement with a projector that always malfunctions halfway through. So here's the thing. You know how you like to say that you care about the environment, but you get overwhelmed about where to even start? Every plate is already doing it for you. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions. Yeah, 100%. And the meals have a lower carbon footprint than supermarket meals. Plus, the packaging is almost entirely recyclable. You'll be 
green without even trying. It's like being an environmentalist, but without the constant guilt, you know? So let's break it down. With every plate, you're saving money, eating delicious meals, saving time, and not killing the planet. It's basically the superhero of meal kits. So make the switch. Trust me, your wallet, taste buds, and yes, even your busy schedule will thank you. Get started with every plate for just $149 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49VALLEYBOYS. That's everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49VALLEYBOYS. Clothing, the eternal struggle between wanting to look like you just stepped out of a GQ photo shoot and wanting to feel like you've wrapped in yourself in a cloud of cozy unicorns. I was at that crossroads of agony and comfort when I stumbled upon doer pants. Let's get something straight. These are not just any pants. They're like the Swiss army knife of pants. I put them on and it's like my legs have ascended into a higher state of being where they're both stylish and relaxed. Seriously, I wore these doer pants to a business meeting last Tuesday, and let me tell you, I was the only one not shifting around uncomfortably in my seat every 10 minutes. These pants looked as sharp as my wit and felt like my oldest, softest pair of sweatpants. Now, you might be asking, hey, what's so special? Aren't pants just pants? Listen, this is like comparing a Shakespearean sonnet to a text message that says, K. Dewar's denim has five times the stretch of traditional rigid denim. Imagine doing yoga in your jeans and not hearing the fabric scream for mercy. They're also designed to keep you cool and dry in any temperature, which means you can comfortably wear them, whether you're trudging through a snowstorm or feeling like you're walking on the surface of the sun. Oh, did I mention that they're antibacterial? That's right. These pants are out there fighting off germs so you don't have to wash them as often. It's like having a tiny army of hygiene soldiers attached to your legs. I wore them during a weekend hiking trip, and let me tell you, not only did I look great scaling those mountain trails, but I also didn't feel like a swampy disaster at the end. And what about the environment, you ask? Well, these pants are stitched by the hands of eco-angels. Okay, maybe not, but they're made with the environment in mind using sustainable materials designed to last. I genuinely feel like my doer pants are going to outlive me. And in a world where we're all becoming increasingly conscious about our impact, it's good to know that even your wardrobe choices can reflect that. So you're basically a fashion-forward environmentalist without even trying. So, to sum it up, doer pants are the equivalent of having your cake and eating it too. But in this case, the cake is also calorie-free, delicious, and saves the planet. So whether you're at a corporate function or hanging out with your friends or trekking up a mountain, these pants are your trusty sidekick that makes sure you look and feel your best while also not turning the planet into a dumpster fire. Is there anything these pants can't do? I mean, honestly, I haven't found out yet. Trust me, you haven't felt comfort until you have your own pair of doers. Check out Doer's flagship stores in LA and Denver or shop online at shopdoer.com. I've arranged something special with Doer just for my listeners, 15% site-wide when you use code VALLEYBOYS. That's an awesome deal because Doer never goes on sale. Don't miss out. For 15% off, go now to shopduer.com and use promo code VALLEYBOYS. That's shopduer.com, promo code VALLEYBOYS. And what is it with Lauren Boebert and this parade of public penises around her? It's like she's collecting them. First of all, her soon-to-be ex-husband gets caught just whipping it out at teenagers in a bowling alley. You know? That's where the small town kids go to hang out, not become traumatized by someone's sexual assault. I mean, how do you even segue into that? It's like, hmm, this eight-pound ball didn't knock down all the pins. Well, here's my dick. 
The funny thing is, that happened before they got married. That means that while he was spinning dick in the bowling alley, she saw it and thought, yes, that's perfect. That's the one for me. I want that dick forever. Well, for her first marriage. And now she's bear pawing at some of the guy's ween. The thing is, Beetlejuice is a play about a chaotic figure who lives to disrupt the social order. If you're being asked to leave that play, you've essentially become too chaotic for chaos. It's like being too wet for water. Or Trump Jr. getting a public intoxication ticket in New Orleans. That really happened. I myself have been banned from a few places, even kicked out of others. But unlike a sitting congresswoman, I've never been thrown out for anything to do with my wiener. Okay, one time, all right, one time, this happened in a mall in Sudbury, Canada, during the Canadian Idol auditions, all right? They had this makeshift stage, you know, the terrible singers and those. They handed out these gigantic signs that said, on, on one side it said, 10, you're my idol. And on the other side, it was a brutal zero, go home. And they wanted you to, you know, hold up whatever you thought of the, of the people auditioning. So my brother, a couple of friends and me, you know, being cheeky little rebels we were, we hold up the zero, go home sign for everybody. You know, it was like holding up a mirror to society and saying, this is you, you're terrible, go think of your life choice. Why would you give that to, to a bunch of teenagers? So whatever, the host, you know, um, he must have considered himself the guardian of amateur singers everywhere. He calls us out from the stage, you know, he's like, hey, cut it out. That's mean, you guys can't do that. You know, did we listen? No, because we're young. Listening's not even on the agenda. Every single audition, we hold up that zero go home sign, and by now everyone is hating on us, and I loved it. The crowd got pretty agitated, you know, like we disrupted the laws of basic human decency. And then finally, um, the host has had enough, and he, he signals for security to come, and we're escorted out, okay? So when, they, when, the, when he called for security, everyone's just booing us. And then while security's forcing us out, they start cheering, you know, like we were sort of villains in a children's book. And in that moment, I found that amazing, you know? The sound of collective disapproval was my siren song. It's as if I found my calling, you know, being the person that people love to hate. It was this very sweet, intoxicating taste of mass disdain. That's my villain origin story. Something to cherish, I guess. <coughs> so yeah, the real villain is this goddamn serious XM. I just opened up my email and there's another one from them. Okay, have you ever got roped into a serious XM trial when you get a new car? These trials, right? They sneak into your life like a stealth little ninja. You know, like uh, Lauren Boebert's husband at a bowling alley. No consent of any form. Next thing you know, you're trapped. It's like you find yourself in this digital escape room that no one even gave you the courtesy of a blindfold or a dramatic reveal. It's like one day your car's dashboard lights up like a, like a Christmas tree and it says, Welcome to Sirius XM. And you're like, I didn't invite you. And it's, it, it's kind of baffling. They say they give you like 30 days, a full month. Um, like it's a fine wine you're going to switch around for your in your mouth for a while. But what happens? You forget about it. Day 29 rolls around. And suddenly you're slapped awake by the dread of your credit card is about to be hijacked by a service. You didn't ask for it in the first place. You know, so you panic. You go to their website. You try to figure out how to cancel this ambush subscription. Let me tell you, their website isn't designed to be helpful. It's designed to be a maze. Okay, that's a labyrinth. If you've if you've ever believed in the existence of um, heaven or hell, try canceling a SiriusXM subscription, and you'll become a believer. Okay, you click through multiple tabs, settings, account, and my personal favorite, the guilt tripping. Are you sure you want to leave us? It's like yes, I'm sure. They've made this escape route as confusing as humanly possible. 
God damn it. But then they got the upsell. It's always the upsell, you know? You're frantically trying to unshackle yourself from the service and they start throwing offers at you like you're like you're on some kind of deranged game show, you know? How about we give you six hundred stations for the price of three hundred? You know, what about what about best of the eighties? You know, some yacht rock? It's like I don't want that. Ever heard of Spotify? I got that. You know, when you finally get to that cancel subscription button, you know, you breathe a sigh of relief, but the story doesn't end there because they don't stop with the emails. And they're so emotional. They're like, we miss you. Come back for another trial. I don't know. That's when you realize you never truly escaped the Sirius XM escape room. You know, you're a character in that shitty horror movie. And they just keep cranking out sequels. See, that is a conspiracy uh, I can conspiracy theory I can get behind. The Sirius XM trial. Now, I can, be, I can never be one of those guys. You ever talk to those people? They're like the human wears Waldo books. You know, instead of finding Waldo, they're always finding proof in anything. It's like you show them a photo of a lawn. They're like, oh, you see that? That blade of grass, it's bent at a 33-degree angle. 33, man. This lawn was obviously planted by the Illuminati. It's like they'll take any event, no matter how ordinary, and turn it into a David Fincher movie, you know? It's like, oh, you were stuck in traffic today? You know what else causes traffic? The government. So they can spray you with chemtrails while you're idling on the highway. It's not just a traffic jam to them. You know, it's an episode of Black Mirror with uh, lower production values. The internet, man. The internet conspiracy theorists is like catnip to cats, you know? They got YouTube. They'll find a video called The Truth in all caps. You know, the truth they don't want you to know. And suddenly they're experts in geopolitical engineering, quantum finance, and alien psychology. The video is just some guy in his mom's basement with a tinfoil hat rambling in front of a green screen with uh, UFOs on it. But to them, it's like a it's like a TED talk. Those are the let's talk about the classics. You know, they got the moon landing, flat earth, JFK. These guys think that because they read a, a blog post, they know more than scientists and historians, you know. Oh, you believe we landed on the moon? That's cute. I guess you also believe in things like gravity and the concept of time. It's like, yeah, I do. You know, I'm not living in a Christopher Nolan film. We'll show you a, a blurry photo from the 60s and, and say that's irrefutable proof. It's like, see, look at the shadows. The shadows are all wrong. It's like, I can't even see my own shadow half the time. But sure. Let's dissect this 60-year-old picture. You know, I don't know. Are they bored? Do they need a hobby? I don't know. If knitting could uncover the deep state, they'd be making a lot of scarves. Oh, man. My voice is giving out. I'm going to cut it off there. <coughs> Sorry for the coughing. I'm not actually sorry. I don't care. Uh, make sure you follow us online at Valley Boys uh, Pod on Twitter, at Valley Boys Podcast on Instagram. I am at Dave Weasel across everything. I never bought my blue check mark. That shit is lame. From Newport Beach, California, no longer the Valley. Good night.